Hi, I'm Patty. I'm Kim Michelle. And I'm Jill. Welcome to our podcast. It's a great day to talk. Because honestly, what day isn't a great day to talk? So join us in our conversation. A Great Day to Talk is brought to you by St. George Design. Offering complete website design, social media management, search engine optimization, Google and Facebook ad management, and many other digital and print marketing services. StGeorgeDesign.com And by Richardson Brothers Custom Homes, third-generation builders who have been building custom homes in southern Utah for over 25 years. They will take your dream home from concept to completion. Contact RichardsonBrothers.com Hello, all hello. our dear friends. Hello, hello. That was really loud. It, I know. I feel hello. like there's Am I? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling like I had the microphone right in my face more than in my face. Hello, my dear friends. Hello, all of our dear friends out there. How are you tonight? We hope everyone is well with this new uh, season of changing of the time it's dark out there it's oh dark. Mm-hmm. my gosh it's so hard yeah it's so 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 hard um we are so glad you're here we are a great day to talk here on my right is the lovely patricia and hello on her right my other right is our sweet friend kim michelle we're hello. so glad to see all of us together again we are mm-hmm. this is two weeks in a row i'm so i know for that. yeah yeah, I um, want to just follow up a little bit, Kim Michelle. How was um, Keith's funeral this weekend? It was so lovely. It really was, and um, just such an honor to pay tribute to a veteran mm-hmm. and to such a hard worker, and to hear such wonderful stories and spend time with family, which he would have so been delighted about. And um, he was a little bit of a rascal, honestly. Oh, did you, you hear some that? stories? I did hear some oh, stories. Tell us yeah. one. Tell us one. I don't want to get, uh, what is the, I guess if he's passed, he can't be arrested in jail. So, <laughs> well, but, um, postmortem. I will tell one little uh, story that around one thing that he bonded with around my sister was that they both hate spam, which um, there may be many people that can relate with that. But my sister happens to have all of these uh, Marshallese kind of children that love spam. And so that's kind of weird in and of it in and of itself. But uh, the reason that um, Keith did was because he was a firefighter and they got caught in a uh, back behind the line of a fire and they had to kind of wait it out and they were all safe but they didn't have any food rations and so they dropped in some food rations for them and uh, all they had were old food rations and they parachuted them into them they dropped them into them but all they were were fruit cake and spam oh my god that's all they had was Uh. old fruit cake and spam so i i I don't have that story and i still don't like spam so i'm going to front for the future, refuse to eat spam and refuse to eat sp- uh, fruit cake fruit out of my love and devotion <laughs> for um, <laughs> for yeah. uh, Keith. Stephanie, I was going to say the very <laughs> I was too. I'm all Marshallese kind, <laughs> kind of children. Of children. <laughs> <laughs> 
I oh, yes. That. I held my tongue. I held uh-huh. my tongue because it was a story about Keith and I wanted to hear it. Yeah, and I, oh, Stephanie has every right to laugh about that. So perfect. Thank you, Stephanie. That's well, great. they're like, you know, they're sort of Tonganese kind of children. <laughs> and um, what other kind of children? Um, Beautiful Hawaiian children. kind of children. So are, do you think mm-hmm. that uh, taste preference is genetic? Well, I, uh, when we went over to do our adoption of Taylor in the Marshall Islands, we took, oh gosh, I want to say like 200 cans of Spam in our wow. suitcase to give as a gift. As a token. I, I, I'm thinking like, will they still allow us to adopt? Because if that was a gift, I would give it back, <laughs> right? But it was... Well received. Well received. Um, yes, I, I have to tell you. I have to be honest. I I was raised yes. with spam. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, D. Scott Poland, who said I believe she meant kind Marshallese <laughs> children. That's yes. exactly yes. what I meant, Scott. Thank you. Yes, we have to flip the order. Oh my gosh, that's so great. <laughs> okay, that's cracking me up. But about me, back to me. Yes. So yeah, we, my mom loved spam Mm -hmm. and my dad actually i don't know if my dad i don't think my dad ate it before like maybe his he went on a mission for his church and um my i don't know my mom's from the south and it i don't know it must have been a thing because all of her her siblings Mm -hmm. liked it and so fried spam yeah yeah white bread with mustard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and the fact that I, i can still remember the little key that you would use yeah. to oh, stick right. in the to, side and you would twist it around it up. the can and it would roll it up. up. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Or yeah. Oh my, my son-in-law gosh. loves it and they make, it's kind of like a spam sushi. Yeah. Oh, well, I saw spam sushi for the first time when we were in, when I was in Hawaii. Yeah. And to thought, this day. Yeah. They still Huge. have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> Yeah, well, shout out to all of my, to all of my students, who are, um, I'm not going to say, Marshallese kind of <laughs> children, um, but are have that influence in their life because they're they love it. Yeah, they're making it and coming to school and selling it. Are they really? <laughs> yeah. Spam, oh, sushi? spam yeah. sushi. Oh yeah, at, at school with the seaweed and the yeah, rice yeah, and, and the rice. oh yeah, wow. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I can't remember, I apologize, they're all going to give me a tutorial at school, I'm sure tomorrow in um, fifth period, on the pronunciation. Musubi. Mm -hmm. Musubi. Yeah, oh, yep, yep. Thank you, Stephanie. You're a wealth of knowledge here that I lack. Tonight, our guest guest on the uh, (laughs) podcast tonight is Stephanie. Thank you for joining us and being our guest tonight. What they're selling for $2 a roll. So if you'd like to pre-order, you can go through me and I'll just take something off the top of my student. Is that legal? (laughs) Yeah, it is. I I don't know why not. Teachers got to do what they got to do. That's right. Exactly. Is it sticky rice? It is sticky rice. Yeah. Really? Okay. So I'm going to have to ask Ethan and Kitty because because they're all sushi yeah. right. experts mm-hmm. and yep. rice experts. Yeah. Um, so I'll have to find Every year at that. Christmas, we still get Taylor some kind of spam something. Item. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's Boxers incredible. Boxers or. Right. I can, you know. I can still smell it. 
Mm-hmm. When it was fried, it's, it reminded me of fried bologna, which was another one of my mom's southern favorite, mm-hmm. favorite southern, mm-hmm. always mustard, always white bread. Yeah. Well, I kind of like fried bologna. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the, I can't, I can't lie, back in the day, I didn't mind it either. We, so, um, when I'd go to my grandparents for a treat, it would be uh, bread and milk. You would... Break up, that's my dad. In a glass uh-huh. and pour milk on it and eat yeah. it. Yeah, maybe is some that raisins. molasses. No, he didn't. Oh. Raisins and that's. Uh, I don't that like mil- that. Is that like milk toast? I don't I know don't what know. milk toast is. Does anyone know what milk toast is? I don't know what milk toast is, but growing up, we would. I would Stephanie. get hot chocolate, <laughs> bread and butter, hot toast, toasted bread and butter, and then I would dip my toast in my hot chocolate. Really? Yeah, I would still do that today if I. Okay, here's another one. Did you guys eat onion sandwiches, sandwiches with, with sage? No, but with Miracle Whip. Oh, of all things, no. I grew up on Miracle Whip, but I, do I too. we don't talked about this Miracle recently. Whip, no. didn't we? <laughs> I don't know. The milk bread is called Pappy Gacky. Okay, so is the milk bread? Is it Stephanie? Is it milk in a bowl with bread pour or with milk or bread in a bowl with milk poured over the top? That's how my dad <laughs> eats it. That, okay, but is that milk bread? That's what I want to know. Is that like, because I've heard in literature, I've read, you know, milk bread, milk toast uh, in a lot of places, but I've never known what it is. Mm. I'm going to admit that. In context, I've assumed that it's milk in, or bread over milk. Somebody? I don't know that. I was just. Austin, you can't post unless you have the answer to the milk bread. Well, I was going to (laughs) just ask Austin to ask Kyle what his spam sushi, what he calls his spam sushi, because I don't know if it's musubi. I don't know. Well, if he's not calling it that, then he's just right now. It's called spam mm-hmm. sushi. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh my gosh, yeah. how did we get to spam musubi. sushi? I don't know. Welcome but, to our life. Yeah. Welcome to the mm-hmm. to the three of us <laughs> and the squirrel moments. Well, now go out in the world and just you know throw those words around and let the rest. Everyone else say, hey, where did you learn about that? The old Stephanie. stale bread was... Thank you. Oh, musubi. Thank you, Austin. There okay. you go. See, the reason bread to get it. Mm-hmm. was the first, the, was first the reason to make it edible. Okay, That's so right. that okay. makes total sense. Mm-hmm. The milk total, bread. Total oh, sense. it's like when you use your older bread for French toast, for, I guess. And for bread right. pudding. Right, and right. stuffing. Yeah. If yeah. you were to make things like that, which if I yeah, I, I went to the grocery store yesterday for the first time in about three weeks. And it was because I needed to take a salad to a dinner. <laughs> and I didn't like it. We That's, just can't do that. It's kind of crazy. And yeah. I'm just going to tie this all together. Keith, Keith, that you learned that about Keith was that's where the spam came from. The spam and the <laughs> fruit cake and the fruit together. Cake. I, a hundred percent forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> and when you said I'm going to tie this together, and I'm like, oh, the time change. Take the oh no, long Keith road back. Uh-huh. So served in hot okay, milk, so you know? learned about Keith, and you had a yeah. A, it was a great. Experience it was lovely. For it was lovely. It yeah. really was a beautiful tribute to him. The veterans were there. He got the 21 gun salute, and mm. they played taps. And oh, that's fantastic. It was it was lovely. Well, yeah. and tomorrow's Veterans Day. So mm-hmm. happy yep. Veterans Day, Keith. Absolutely. Yep. And to all of our loved ones and people we don't know, everyone out there who's a veteran or loves mm-hmm. a veteran, happy Veterans Day. Yep. All are currently serving in yep. the military forces. And um, yep, we have a ton of ROTC in our school. I'm sure yep. you do mm-hmm. too. Do. And 
Um, so just acknowledging all of them. Yep. You guys knew that my dad served in Vietnam, right? And mine. And your dad did too. Yes, because we've talked about this a lot. So my dad, I was, I'm actually the trophy child of um, my parents' Vietnam experience. My mom and dad were newlyweds and my mom got pregnant when he was uh, between boot camp and leaving for Vietnam and wanted to get pregnant. And lo and behold, I'm the trophy child. So, well, you they, are quite an I, award. I am. Um, they more still than think award. that? Well, of course they <laughs> better. My mom, wherever you are in heaven, my mom, I know that you know that I'm still the trophy child. Although I, when they, when I had that conversation with my mom, I was so mad at them. How in the world could you want to get pregnant knowing he might not come home? What if you were a single mother and I would la 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 la? And she looked at me and said. I just wanted a piece of your dad. What if he didn't come home? Mm. And I get that. And then I laughed because it's like, and you got me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that well, would have been fun for you if he hadn't come home. My dad was in Vietnam when I was born and I was there. I was like a month late, but I think they must have got the dates wrong because. I oh, no, I'm you sure you were a you month late. <laughs> well, and you weren't a 12 pound baby. though. Well, I mean, I'm always a day late and a dollar short. So I might have started out that way. <laughs> But uh, my dad wasn't able to, he wasn't supposed to leave Vietnam and he, I was born and he like boarded some plane and snuck out and got <gasps> home. That's right. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's right. And then got to see me and then had to go back to and somehow back. figured it out. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that because yeah. your dad and my dad have both um, experienced and suffered from um, Agent, Agent Orange. Orange. Yeah, mm -hmm. exposure. My dad's diabetes and whatever else. His hearing and yep. that, my dad's mm -hmm. diabetes and his um, skin cancers and his uh, hearing stuff mm -hmm. as well and, pro you know, Prostate cancer. That, yeah. Who knew? We didn't know that until he got it, that that was a, another side effect mm -hmm. of Agent Orange. And again, tying this back to Keith. Thank who you, Who was Keith. also a veteran. Thank yes. you, Keith. Uh -huh. And I'm so glad that you guys made it home. And I'm, I sure think about your mom a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, she, it, I know, just feels so blessed to have been able to have those years with him. And, um, She's going to be sad, yeah. You yeah. know, and yeah. um, and I don't. We're gonna uh, encapsulate her the best way we can and um, support her and make sure that you. I mean, I think it's gonna lead right into what we're talking about today. Uh, that it's okay to be sad around what you're what you've lost and then know that to be sad is just honoring what you had. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And don't lose track of that in the sadness. Don't mm -hmm. lose the reason you're sad is because you had mm -hmm. something beautiful to celebrate and don't lose track of that in the process. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. Wow. So I just have to put out a plug for the time change because I know most people don't like this time change because it gets dark so early. And I also don't like that it gets dark so early, but I can't, I have a hard time getting up in the morning when it's so dark. Right. So, um, I don't 
I was like, I was actually looking forward to this time change because I thought it would help me get up a little bit. Yeah. And, and it has. Oh yeah. I'm so you're all cheery. Yeah. I mean, I'll be mad in a minute when I walk out. You're positive Patty in the morning. (laughs) 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 Yep. Practically perfect in every way. (laughs) Oh, look, Judd gave us our official toast. Usually buttered served with hot milk with sugar or salt and pepper. Salt and pepper? Yeah. Well, if you like savory. I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. I guess. I don't know. And as a trophy daughter, you're also a trophy wife. <laughs> We've got lots of fun comments, silly I comments. Know. I know. So if you are not with us live, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. we're just mm-hmm. a party. We so, are a party. Thank you, honey. Thank you, honey. And you could be having a positive party with mm-hmm. Patty Ooh. early in the morning. Great literature. Right, mm-hmm. right. Alliteration. Alliteration. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so friends, this whole idea of, of this time change happening this week, I think is a great place to start. And talking about what this time change means. We, I've already mentioned it's it's early darkness. Mm-hmm. And I mean, for the next couple of weeks, it'll be lighter in the morning, but then we're going to be back to dark and dark. dark dark and dark, which is part of this whole seasonal transition, right? And um, in thinking about this seasonal transition into winter, we're going from fall to winter. I know that for me, wintering or being in the winter has always been really hard. I, you know, my seasonal affective disorder does not approve Mm -hmm. of winter. It does not approve of lack of sunshine. And um, I know that for a lot of us, it's like that. And I also know that for others, it's a time of celebration. It's also a time of introspection. And, uh, you know, I think that talking about that, like this whole season of the winter and how we move into it and what it means in all sorts of ways Mm -hmm. is an interesting idea to talk about. Yeah. So... Because winter is coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Well, and I, I think recognizing that, okay, winter's coming. It's not my favorite. I, I do need the sun. I do like the sun. I don't own a proper coat. <laughs> and I, I don't even wear a coat when right. I need a coat because right. I don't want one. Right. I'm trying to will not oh. having to have a coat, but, um, so knowing that's coming, how can we prepare for it so it's not doom and gloom? You know, it's, um, this, there's a book that I read that was recommended to me from my dear friend Susan, who is one of the wisest women next to all y'alls, of course. But she's uh, truly that's a given. Yeah. She is no. truly an incredibly. I've met her. She's smarter <laughs> than me, not you. That was a nice cover, yeah. Positive Patty. Mm-hmm. Actually, Kim Michelle, you've met Susan too at my house at gatherings. She's beautiful, tall, statuesque. Yes. She is um, amazing, amazing English uh, professor. She's so... At DSU. At DSU. Mm-hmm. She's so well-read. She's so... Uh, she just has... She has all the right stuff. And she had recommended this book to me, and we've been talking about it. It's called Wintering, The Power of Rest and Retreat in Difficult Times. So the concept, I'm just going to read the little summary because I never do justice to introducing a book. My words are never as smooth as what 
the publishers put together. So um, it says an intimate revelatory book exploring the ways we can care for and repair ourselves when life knocks us down. Sometimes you slip through the cracks unforeseen circumstances like an abrupt illness, the death of a loved one, a breakup or a job loss can derail a life. These periods of dislocation can be lonely and unexpected. For May, her husband fell ill, her son stopped attending school, and he was young, um, and her own medical issues led her to leave a demanding job. Wintering explores how she not only endured this painful time, but embraced the singular opportunities it offered. Mm. A moving personal narrative shot through with lessons from literature, mythology, and the natural world. May's story offers instructions on the transformative power of rest and retreat. Illumination emerges from many sources. Solstice celebrations, which is one of the reasons I completely connected with this yeah. book. And Dormant's Hibernation, C.S. Lewis and Sylvia Plath swimming in icy waters and sailing the Arctic seas. Ultimately, the book Wintering invites us to change how we relate to our own follow, fallow times. May models an active acceptance of sadness and finds nourishment in deep retreat, joy in the hushed beauty of winter, and encouragement in understanding life as cyclical, not lineal or mm. linear. My goodness. Right. Um, it's, she forms a guiding philosophy for transforming the hardships that arise before the ushering in of a new season. Mm. And I've listened to this book a couple of times. And she reads it. She's she's uh, got the most amazing British accent, which always is easy to listen to for yeah. me. But the way she has the book laid out is in months. So um, the prologue begins in September, October, November, December, January, February, March. And then the epilogue is in late March, which she calls the thaw. Oh, and yeah. so is the is her position that you can winter really at any time or oh. is she saying that wintering is um, it is Exclusive. seasonal within the calendar or that wintering is not related to the calendar and it is actually related more to the period of time when your face facing what we would consider a wintering time in your life. So funny you should say that, wow. which is perfect. Like mm -hmm. that was not planned at all. No, it's it not. Because <laughs> the very first, <laughs> no, it really, no plan. No, no, it really, no, it truly, it truly, truly, truly was not planned. But this first chapter in September, the prologue is titled Indian Summer. Some winters happen in the sun. This particular one began on a blazing day in early September, a week before my 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Which is caught me immediately because one of my major winters occurred the week of my 50th birthday. And it was within a week, a couple of weeks after that, that my mom died. Mm -hmm. And the month for you was March. March. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, she goes on to tell the story about how they were at the beach in the English Channel. They were with friends. 
celebrating her birthday. She has a young son. Um, they were all together. She says, I look at the photos I have of that day and they now seem absurd. High on a sense of my own becoming, I snapped the seaside town bathed in a warmth of an Indian summer. And that day, um, her husband at this idyllic seaside, H was already complaining that he felt sick. Didn't signify much. I had found that parenting a young child brings one long succession of germs into the house, which cause sore throats, rashes, blocked noses, and stomach aches. He wasn't even making a fuss. But after lunch that he couldn't eat, we walked up to the playground. He disappeared for a while. My friends came to me and said, we think he's really sick. And she was kind of like, are you sure? I, she tried to sound sympathetic, but it was such a nuisance. They had come to, you know, come to this place that had taken so much work. They were living these really busy lives, et cetera, et cetera. Got home, went and sat in the emergency room for many hours. They um, finally, they, let's see, they hadn't moved him into a ward. She had to go home because of their child. And during that time, um, in the morning, it had gotten way worse and he was fevering. They couldn't get him into anything. They couldn't give him any medication because the nurses were changing shifts, et cetera, et cetera. And then his appendix burst and he felt it. And from that, he went into a state of serious illness. Yeah. And so this next time period was a blur for her. She was running hither and yon, taking care of the child, being at the hospital. Her job was really demanding. And um, she said that I kept up my vigil all week between school drop-offs and collections. I was there for the surgeons explaining the extent of the infection. Sorry, I'm reading, but I won't paraphrase it well. Um, well, what if you did paraphrase it well? Then I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to because she gets to she I just want this one little piece. Bear with me on this one little piece. Um, his temperature was rising or it was refusing to fall. His blood oxygen levels failing to return to normal. I helped him take slow walks around the ward. I changed him into clean clothes and brought him tiny quantities to eat. I tried to soothe his fear or his my son's fear of his father. Look, um, hooked up to so many wires and tubes and somewhere in the middle of this catastrophe, a space opened and she was kind of like looking at all this craziness going on. And it was almost like she realized she had to let herself um, be in be in it, but then know that she was going to have to have a time where she just like kind of lost it mm-hmm. afterwards. So... She got to a point where she says, only a week ago, I'd given notice at my job. This was all going on at the same time. Um, Only a week ago, which, you know, a week before her 40th, I'd given notice at my job as a university lecturer, hoping to find a better life outside the perpetual stress and noise of the contemporary university. And now here I was taking compassionate leave during the busy weeks at the start of a term. There was no doubt that I was stretching everyone's patience, but there was no one else who could sort this mess out. I had just published my first book in six years and had another imminent deadline. My son had only returned to school after being on a long summer holiday, and I had all the usual maternal worries about his ability to handle the challenge. Change was happening. So she talks about, at this point, finding that 
she said, there are gaps in the mesh of everyday world and sometimes we open up and you fall through them into somewhere else. And then she capitalizes somewhere else as a location. Somewhere else runs at a different pace to the here and now where everyone else carries on. Somewhere else is where ghost lives, concealed from view and only glimpsed by people in the real world. Somewhere else exists at a delay so that you can't quite keep pace. Perhaps I was already teetering on the brink of somewhere else anyway, but now I fell through as simply and discreetly as dust, sh dust shifting between the floorboards. I was surprised to find that I felt at home there. Winter had begun. Mm. So she says that winters are inevitable. There are all sorts of experiences and times in our life where we really do have to winter. And maybe it comes when the big event, whatever, has kind of not tapered, but maybe settled or slowed or the up and down, the craziness of it all has, has balanced out. And the ability or the need for us to kind of go internal to really kind of work things out for ourselves kind of reminds me of, you know, a hibernation. And is that what she defines winter as is just going resting. within yourself and within yep, yourself, yep, the power of rest and retreat mm -hmm. and how understanding that there's no shame in rest and retreat mm -hmm. that continuing on and pretending as if nothing is happening is damaging because that rest and retreat will come in regardless, yeah, regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about something you said earlier today, Kim Michelle, and for those of you that are just um, jumping in, the we're talking today about wintering and uh, the seasons that are changing and the time change and what all that brings. But earlier, Kim Michelle was talking about how we aren't living in the moment because we're already looking at Friday, Friday, <laughs> or, um, when's the next day I have off, um, you know, holiday, the Thanksgiving, right. we're already looking at Christmas right. decorations right. in our stores and yeah. we're not even to Thanksgiving. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's almost like hurrying to this wintering mm -hmm. yeah. instead of day at a time easing in and becoming used to it or accustomed to the time changes, the, the temperature changes, the daylight, the um, I know, you know, we're, when I'm, it's, you know, eight o'clock at night and it's dark outside, it feels like midnight and right. it's only an hour and we just have to acclimate. So I think it would be nice to try and ease into winter mm -hmm. a step at a time. And like, what's today? And, and you know what? We really can't complain where we live. Right. Because our winters are so well, that's why I moved here. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly yeah I love it. Here. And and my kids live um, up north and we always will go golfing in, you know, December and send them pictures or. Right. Because that's what we do. Yeah. We have to rub it into our we have friends to rub it in. way. Uh -huh. But I did like that. I, you know, we're not living today. And the experience of now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That yeah. was, inter it's interesting you say that because I was having a conversation with a couple of our friends in our department this morning as we were standing outside our doors waiting for our kiddos to come in and. I said, I am working really hard at not counting down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you said that to me today too. Yeah, and it's it's kind of tricky. And I've, I mean, it's been kind of tricky. I really, you know, everything that she describes in that little uh, 
prologue, getting into it, uh, reminds me of sort of how my summer that my mom died went, you know, and that summer after she died, you know, she died in April and then it was a lot of making sure everybody else was okay. Mm -hmm. And, um, I hit a point in August, like two weeks before school start where I just kind of fell apart and had to check out of things for a while. And I don't know that I allowed myself to check out long enough because mm -hmm. then the next summer when Kate died, then mm -hmm. it was really, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. you need to just go rest and retreat. Rest and retreat. Mm -hmm. Well, after your mom passed, you didn't give yourself that time because you were taking care of everyone else or making sure everything, oh, everybody, everybody is okay. okay. Yeah. And, um, you know, you're a person too. <laughs> I heard that from someone yes, today. Right. I actually heard that from yeah. someone mm -hmm. today. You did. Someone mm -hmm. very wise who uh can tell me things. <laughs> and I go, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. Actually yeah. it wasn't today, it was yesterday. But right. yeah. But that's the thing about this idea about the wintering. Yes, yeah, she sets it up along the calendar line, but I think that that's symbolic to help us recognize that it's not just we aren't the only ones that need to allow that self. The earth does that. The earth does that. And she talks about how the animals, the animals don't fight against it. They just prepare for it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it's expected and it's expected. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And so let me ask you this. When she is talking about the retreat, right. And mm -hmm. to give yourself that ability to be able to retreat, mm -hmm. How does the rest of the world function then? Right. When you're in retreat. I mean, when you right. give yourself that opportunity to rest and retreat, then how does the rest of the world continue to spin on its axis, Jill? I know. When you're right? in retreat. This is the, yet again, part of the conversation I was having yesterday with a very wise person. <laughs> um, because... I, I, I create my own, uh, is chaos the right word or my own, um, well, busyness, busyness. Yeah. Because val our val we're valued by how busy we are. And that has mm -hmm. always been a really big thing for me. Mm -hmm. It's always been, I mean, if, production, production. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. And how, how busy and how stressful am I? Mm -hmm. if, if I'm not, then I'm not getting right. enough done. If you're well rested, then you're lazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So what was suggested was that it takes some really hard decisions. And it takes a lot of, uh, and for her, you know, she quit her job and not everyone's in a position to do that. Right. And she wasn't necessarily in a position to do that either. So it's this idea of making choices based on what's needed. And she, that's not what she's proposing at all. She's not proposing how anyone does it. She just shares how she went through and worked through understanding this wintering process. Um, but looking at how we prioritize things and do we allow too many things into our list? Absolutely. We do. What are mm -hmm. things that really, uh, what is it that is necessary? And to me, of course, everything's necessary. Mm -hmm. I mean, right, I just like, right. right. Yeah. Well, 
I, I was just going to say what gets in the way of us wintering. There you go. And I'm going to say uh, what gets in the way of me being able to rest and retreat is myself. I, I'm my worst enemy in that regard, but I have FOMO. So if somebody's doing something, mm-hmm. it would probably serve me to stay home and take a nap or stay home and get some things done or rest and retreat, but I don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, so and here's the other thing. It gets in, I get in my own way. Here's the other thing too, Patty, that adds on to that is the, the other idea of I should stay home and get some things done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of play. Instead of, and not even play. Or rest and like retreat. Like just sit mm-hmm. and be, you know, and yeah. that's something that I was reading just in the last couple of days, mm-hmm. the idea of when is the last time you have sat down and done nothing. That doesn't mean sit down and watch TV. That doesn't mean sit down and read a book. That doesn't mean sit down and do things like that. It means just sit down mm. and think and not get wound up in the thinking, but just being in a space, you know, and who in the hell has time to, for, to do that? That's like my first like, reaction. I don't, I, like, I don't even know what that's like. Why would I just sit there? I don't even <laughs> I don't even only, know. Well, yeah, because the minute you sit down, you either grab your phone and check something right. out, or if I start I, making a list, I absolutely know I'm getting more and more distracted by things than I used to. Yeah, and it's we more need to have moments. that. Yeah, we need to have that sit and train our brains to sit and chill. Yeah. How about you, Kim Michelle? Um, I'm just. You look perplexed. I am perplexed. Yeah, because. Um, I, even in the conversation about uh, just, you know, not reading, for example. Right. But what if, what if reading for just sheer enjoyment, not because you need to read it for a class, not Mm -hmm. because you're trying to figure out what to do for your next boom club or anything like that, but you're just reading because that is what at one point in your life just brought you sheer joy right then would that be retreat or no don't you think you get to choose what retreat is for your own self though yeah Mm -hmm. i think i think you probably i think you well yes because i think nobody else can decide that for you right right um at some level so um i go ahead i just think that there it sounds like such a luxury Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Uh-huh. And I'm just like, uh, extra time is a luxury. Time I'm is thinking a of my sister and I'm thinking, Stephanie, you just need to retreat. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just have just all the kids go in the other room. Just, just tell them it's okay. Yeah. I'll, mom will be with you in uh, a minute. And I'm sure my husband is like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to tell Kim Michelle when she gets home. Honey, you just need to retreat. And then right. I'm going to run as fast as yeah, He's like, and then I'm going to run in the right. opposite direction mm-hmm. from her as I as I possibly can because I think the the I I can totally embrace the idea around it, and I think I can even coach around it, coach but someone to else. it mm-hmm. around it. But and then when I look at where my life is mm-hmm. right now in this particular season, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to see that how I would 
finagle a hibernation in right. this moment. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Even though every ounce of me needs it. is telling myself, well, you're either going to choose it or I will choose it for you. You may mm-hmm. end up in the somewhere else, which is what it, she calls it. The capitalized somewhere capital else mm. runs at a different pace to here and now where everybody else carries on somewhere Mm. else is where ghost lives concealed from view and only glimpsed by people in the real world Hmm. somewhere else exists at a delay so that you can't quite keep pace maybe i was already teetering on the brink of somewhere else anyway but now i fell through she says as simply and discreetly as dust settling between the floorboards i was surprised to feel that i felt at home there and Mm. winter had begun Hmm. yeah what are some of your favorite things about winter michelle um hmm. well I love my fireplace. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that is, I would say that's a favorite part of winter. Yeah. Um, I love that the jazz play in winter. <laughs> so that's a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there are things that, there are things that I do really love about winter. And I wouldn't say they're hibernation elements of winter. Right. I would think I would say that they're active, still very active parts of winter. So this is a it's it's still I'm still embracing winter, but I'm not embracing it as a retreat. No, not Do you yet. see what I mean? Yeah. Oh for sure. So I'm still busy. Yes, I'm still oh, yeah. busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so when when you ask me that question, I that's a very intuitive question because I'm in the thinking, mm-hmm. right? I'm in the very clear space of gosh, what does that mean for mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Right? What right. does that look like for me? And I don't think that I would be the only one listening to this. I wouldn't think that is very much in that space going, wow, that really sounds wonderful from what I hear. Mm -hmm. And obviously there's a whole lot I don't know, appreciate or understand about it. And gosh, it seems like such a luxury that... I don't know what that would look like in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's, I think, where we ask ourselves, what's getting in the way? Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, you and I talked uh, the other day as well, Jill, about how you had taken a break from two classes a week that you were going to, and suddenly those days just filled themselves up. Right. So before that was that priority and you made the time for that. And then when you took a break from it, something else got yeah. in there. You didn't retreat or relax. No, no. So that so, was part of the conversation yeah, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
why do we fill up every second? And why are we validated by our busyness and our tiredness and our, um, you know, retreating and, you know, for me growing up, I mean, you, you couldn't do, it was unheard of to go do something for yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how I was raised too. And, you know, Kim and Shelly, we were talking about that. We were just talking about that recently about this whole idea of what is it that we're getting? We talked about it a couple of weeks oh, ago. Yeah. What is it we're getting from, like for you, it was being late. What is it that we are, that's internal that we aren't recognizing that mm-hmm. we need, mm-hmm. that yeah. we get from whatever it is. And that's been, you know, been really thinking about that for myself. Yeah. And I don't have the answer. <laughs> Which is why, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, what did I do when I had to kind of go underground when my mom died? And then again, when Kate died, what did I do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I cut back on stuff, but I didn't stop working. Mm-mm. I didn't stop taking care of the things that needed to take care, be taken care of. But I also think that I got more um, angry and tired. Yeah. So that really goes back to your book. Um, getting angry and tired is going to happen if you don't spend the time necessary to rest and retreat. It's the somewhere else. I'm really liking this definition or this, this uh, place that she's identified as somewhere else. Runs at a different pace. We can't keep up with the real world. It's on a delay, so you can't quite keep pace. It was kind of like that for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. like a, you know how you feel when you're kind of just dragging behind? Mm-hmm. Without being tired, it's just like heavy drag behind, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But the idea of wintering, her book also gave me a really um, a different perspective on how I can look at winters because you guys know how much I yeah. mm-hmm. hate, hate the winter. And I really believe too, because of my dislike for the winter and my seasonal affective disorder, that that's where my delight in having these winter celebrations, you know, with Halamas and mm-hmm. Yule Day and Bride's Day, where they have come, come from. So you'd because have it's moments to celebrate. Look moments to, to celebrate. And it's about the bringing back of the light of the sun mm-hmm. and, and the making, yeah. And making sense of the darkness, you know, Yule day is making, is saying goodnight to mother earth and you, and we'll wait for you to wake in the spring cause you will come back. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like a different twist on it for me as opposed to, Oh my gosh, it's so long until the daylight savings comes. Again. Yeah. Right, no. right. But it's helped me it, reading the book has helped me in, so many ways. One of the biggest being my rephrasing of what I, how I look at winter. Yeah. I think, I think that's powerful in and of itself. And I think the conversation is important. Even, even if I'm not grasping all of it. We haven't read the book, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't have to grasp all of it to at least be in the place to say, okay, so what is the awareness I have now that I can start with? Because sometimes I can find myself in a place where I need to make sure that I understand it all before I 
do Go anything, there. right? Yep. The one thing I know is very clearly, what is it that I'm saying yes to that it would serve me to say no to? Yep. I can start that now, right now. Not Because I know those things. No, not you. <laughs> but I know those the, that is part of that winterizing process. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that I don't have to have understand it all to know that that is part of preparing myself for winter is, you know, preparing myself for that hibernation yeah. is to start to say, okay, what is it that I'm saying yes to that it would serve me to say no to in preparation for that it's, space. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have to have everything else figured out. Nope. That is something I can do now. Yes. That mm -hmm. I can step into now and that will serve me period. Yep. Right. So that's where I commit to start. I yep. like it. Yeah. I am working on that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's been my practice and that's what I'm working on with my Thanksgiving day meal list. Mm. Oh, very good. Mm. Yes. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Well, Jill, thank you yeah. for talking us through that. And I think <laughs> next week we could come back and talk about what we did this week that led us yeah. to be more prepared for winter as far as mentally prepared. Right. right. And yeah. Whatever and winter looks like. I'm collecting uh -huh. my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Thank you for listening and thank you for all the comments tonight and all the good information. And we will hopefully uh, see you next Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. Have a great Thanks, week. Guys. Thank you. Happy I week. see that, Scott. I see it. Love you, honey. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to It's a Great Day to Talk. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. And until next week, get out there and talk. This has been a production from A Podcast Studio.